Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is good. Yeah, he's been faithful to us. God is a faithful God. Amen. Whatever you're going through, whatever mountains in front of you, God is always faithful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, if, you have a, if you have a Bible this morning, let us turn to our reading this morning. I'm the, um, that is First uh, Samuel chapter 4. First Samuel chapter 4. Verses 10. I'll be starting from verses 10. First Samuel chapter 4, 10. So the Philistine fought, and Israel was defeated. Every man fled to his tent, and the slaughter was very great. For there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. Twelve, now a man of Benjamin ran from the battle, lying and came to Silo. The same day with his clothes torn and dust on his head, when he came, behold, Eli was sitting at his seat by the road, eagerly watching, because his heart was trembling for the ark of God. So the men came to tell in the city, and all the city cried out. When Eli heard the noise of the outcry, he said, What does the noise of this commotion mean? Then the men came hurriedly and told Eli. Now Eli was 98 years old, and his eyes were set so that he could not see. And the men said to Eli, I am the one who came from the battle line. Indeed, I escaped from the battle line today. And he said, and he said, how did things go, my son? Then the one who brought the news answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistine. There has, no, there has also been a great slaughter among the people. Your two sons also, Hephni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark of God has been taken. And it came about a time when he mentioned the ark of God that of Abuk, the ark of God that Eli fell off the seat backward beside the gate, and his neck was broken, and he died, for he was old and heavy. Thus he judged Israel for forty years. Nineteen. Now his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was pregnant and about to give birth. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband had died, she kneeled down and gave birth for her pains came upon her. Twenty, and about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, do not be afraid for you have given birth to a son. But, he, but she did not answer or pay attention. And verse 21 and she called the boy Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken because of her father-in-law, father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel and the ark of God was taken. This, this morning, I'll be preaching on this subject. The ark has been taken. And the glory is departed from Israel. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for your anointing this morning. Father, that you will anoint every ear and every heart and every soul, O God. Under the sound of my voice this morning, O God. Father, that we'll be careful, O God, and I will walk with you. From now and onward, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. For things are happening around us, O God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, O God, that these people, O God, that we will keep the glory on our soldier. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. He is always good. Amen. Sun up and sun down, different days, nothing will ever change. God is always good. Amen. I was sitting down last week when uh, the senior pastor texted me, John, get ready to preach. 
It'll be a Sunday mission. Amen. When that word came to me, it was like a burning arrow into my heart. Mission. Mission is always, always burned my heart because I was saved from mission. Somebody, hallelujah, in the desert of the, the, in the middle of Sinai Desert, in the middle of nowhere in the Sinai Desert, I was looking for answer. I was looking for a solution to my problem. This man came and talked to me about Jesus. Amen. And now I am here in the United States talking about and sharing about the goodness, the faithfulness of God in my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There was somebody willing to come. Mission to me is always doing. Mission to me means going out. Mission to me is always means witnessing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Paul said, I am not ashamed of this gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Jews, Gentiles, everybody, don't, I don't care about your color, about, I don't know what about, you're big or small, you're nothing, you're zero. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. He is the lifter of our head. Are, we, are you bowing today? What is, what is pulling your head down? God is the lifter of our head. He can lift your head. Hallelujah. Paul knows what mission is. I remember when I first read about Saul, when he was standing in front of King Agriba on a trial. Praise the Lord. Of taking the gospel. He was standing there. And then they told him, Paul, defend yourself. And I was thinking, Paul can, can, can talk to them about his, uh, his school days. His degrees. Amen. His achievement. No, and Paul said, King Angariba, this day as I stand before you. As I was walking in the, in the road to Damascus. For another persecution to the churches in, in that time. Praise the Lord. And there was a light that came upon me. Praise the Lord. He was saved from that day. And, and, and while, he was, while he was defending himself, somebody, somebody speak to him and said, You are talking like a fool. And, and he said, King Agriba, you know. You know what I'm talking about. But in here, I wish that I can be with you. Not in this chains. Hallelujah. I know both sides of mission. Mission is good. I like mission. Hallelujah. I haven't tried mission in my life until 1997 when I flew to Bougainville. I was there on a mission after 10 years of civil war in that country. I was sent there with Australian soldiers and New Zealand soldiers. I was part of that team. I went there as I flew across this island of Bougainville. And I heard the Lord spoke to me. He said, John, those people down there, they need me. That is when I was spent, I spent more than a month in New Zealand. They, 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 they taught me and they, they gave me all the messages that I have to go and tell the people over there. But before I reached Bougainville that day, the Lord changed all my message. Yeah. Hallelujah. The first Sunday I stepped on Bougainville, my message was different. I spoke about Jesus. In front of my comrades, in front of the Australians, and in front of the New Zealand people, all my, my workmates, I spoke about Jesus. They looked at me. Amen. They were surprised because I changed my message. That day, for six months, I preached in all churches in Bougainville. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then came a time. That is another, that is the best part of mission. The last part, of the, the other side of the mission was this. They all hated me. 
Hallelujah. After three months of spending, of speaking and talking and preaching about Jesus, when we go out to a meeting, they said, John, introduce us. I would stand up. The first thing I will do is this. Is there any pastor in here? But thousands of people. Thousands of people. Is there any pastor? And then pastors will stand up. Please come up. And we'll have, we'll have a chorus. We'll have a hymn. And then we'll have a prayer before our meeting. I did not know that all my, my members hated me for doing that. Hallelujah. But I, after three months, they wrote a letter up to my commander, to the first commander. He wrote, and then after one week, I received a letter. I received a letter that says, from today, you are not to stand up in another pulpit in here in Bougainville. You have to stop preaching and sending that message about Jesus. Woo! I burned inside of me. I said, no! And then the afternoon came and we have our, our meeting, our after, after day work meeting. And everybody spoke about what they do in the, throughout the day. I was sitting there beside my, my colonel, a New Zealand colonel. I was sitting there beside him. They were all talking and then the last one was me. John, do you have anything to say? I just received that letter. I was stood up and this is what I told them. Tonight, I'm standing up not as a soldier, not as an officer. I'm standing tonight as a pastor of Jesus Christ. The whole building became silence. I said, hey, I know that every one of you know what happened. I received a letter today to stop preaching, not to stand in another pulpit here in Bougainville. And I said, I do not know who is behind this. Whoo, I've never done this in my whole life. Amen. And I said this, the boldness and confidence sets in, sets in my life. And I said, I do not know who is behind this, but three things I will tell you. Three things. Your mission here will not be long. You will be diagnosed with uncurable un un disease. Then only you will only be healed by your prayer. Amen. And the last thing I told, uh, told them, today you have lost all that you possess. And then after the meeting, there was nobody and everybody was just standing up silently and went to their room. I went to my room that night and I was in prayer. The next morning, I went to the helipad and flew out to do another meeting in another part of Bougainville. Three o'clock, I was flying in. I was flying into my camp and I looked down and I saw my workmates, officers from Vanuatu, officers from, uh, from Fiji, standing there waiting for me. As, as soon as I got into the ground and I came to them and said, John, something happened. There was chaos. There was chaos in the whole camp. What happened? When I came in there, one of those Australian guys, a civilian, he was a, a deputy director of the government department in Australia. When I reached the camp, he was already in Australia. He went, he woke up in the morning, he went to the bathroom to relieve himself, there was blood all over. They sent him back to Australia. And I came in there and there was a captain from New Zealand. He was scratching his, his, his body from toe to head. A whole day, they brought, uh, what's that, um, ointments for eating. He was all white all over. On top of that, while he was screeching, uh, scratching himself, scratching himself, after two weeks, when I was, I, I was sent up to another, another place, he went into a church, prayed for, the scratching left. Amen. And then on the same day, midday at 12 o'clock, I was told that our camp was raided by radicals. They raided our camp. And then there was a building, three rooms, in that building, one was um, a two was Australian captain and one was New Zealand captain. One, the one in the middle. These people, the radical came. The, 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 the radical came and went into only one room, took every military issues, everything, and they emptied all the rooms. His room. He lost all that he possessed. Hallelujah. Two days after, I received a message from the commander.
you have to come up and see me. <laughs> a helicopter came and I flew up about two hours to the headquarters. I came there and there was an Australian guy waiting for me. He said, are you JC? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, I'm, are you here to, to see the first commander? Yes, sir. Okay. He took me and he said, from now on, the next three months, that'll be your office. They, they took me up. You know what they do? Instead of infantry officer, they made me a chaplain of that force. <laughs> Hallelujah! I started off three months as an as a infantry officer. The next three months, I was a chaplain of this, of this military force in Bougainville. Hallelujah! I prayed in the hospital. I prayed for all soldiers. I said to them, hallelujah, God is so good. God can do miracle things. God can do great things. Hallelujah. Are you willing to go this morning? Yeah. Are you willing? Yeah. Hallelujah. As I was preparing this message, I look for this nation, America. America is always in my heart. I always pray for this country. Account it to me second to none. Hallelujah. I've been all over the place. I flew across the globe. I've never seen anything such as this nation has. The greatness that it has, that this nation has. It is second to none. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I was preparing this message and I look back and I search for the revival that was happening here in years before and I saw in 1734 a man of Jonathan Edwards Church in Massachusetts God displayed his mercy in the conversion of a great multitude of souls people sense the presence of God 1734 People thirst for God's word. Many authentic conversions occurred and backsliders were renewed. America has a deep rich history of revival and awakenings. Hallelujah. In 1739, a man of George Whitfield preaching, his preaching was like striking, striking a match. Hallelujah, 80% of Americans, 900,000 colonies heard his preaching. He became the first American celebrity. Praise the Lord. In 1824, Charles Finney, he began a career that would eventually convert 500,000 to Christ. In 1831 alone, 100,000. A hundred thousands were converted in Rochester, New York. That is America. That is the America. Hallelujah. People converted. Preachers went out. Hallelujah. They have a heart to preach the word of God. Hallelujah. 1875 to 1885, D.L. Moody, he participated in the great revival in 1857 as it swept Chicago. Moody later conducted revival throughout the British Isles where he spoke to 2.5 million people. In 1875, he came back and began revivals in America's biggest cities. Millions were inspired and hundreds and hundreds of thousands were converted. Hallelujah. That is the America. Hallelujah. And in 1906, the Azusa Street Revival, William Seymour, an African-American holiness pastor, he was blind in one eye. Blind in one eye. He went to Los Angeles to, to candidate for a pastoral job. But after he preached, was locked out of the second service. He began prayer meeting in a nearby home and the Spirit of God fell and after many months of considered prayers. Timings revival always emerged during times of spiritual and moral decline which leads to intense prayer. God puts longing into the heart of his people. Yes. Hallelujah. 1867. I'm talking about mission. 
I'm talking about people who want to go, people who give their heart, open themselves to take this very gospel. To take this very gospel. Hallelujah. There are millions dying. They don't need money. They don't need anything. They need the word of God. Hallelujah. They need Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 1867, back in Fiji, a young British guy, a British reverend by the name of Thomas Baker, gave his life. He was in his early 30s. Early 30s, so young. Hallelujah. He went to Fiji, flew into Fiji. Nothing in his hand. With the word of God. He knew that Fiji was dark, infested with cannibals. Hallelujah. By the name of Thomas Baker. Can I have the slide in there, please? Hallelujah. This day, he made himself, he was on his way up to the interior of Fiji. Hallelujah. To do another mission, to visit a family he has not visited. Little do he know that death awaits him. He was clubbed by cannibals and he was eaten with his seven assistants. And the, and the story said that they were carried from where he was clubbed eight miles to a river. Listen, from that, from 1867, July 21, until 2003, there was a curse upon this village. There was a curse upon these people. There was a, a curse upon descendants of those cannibals. From 1867 to 2000, 2003, when the descendants of those cannibals, they were looking for answers. Nothing came. The soil is dead. The land doesn't produce anything. The water is empty, no fish. The whole place, there was no higher education for them. Families was inflicted with sickness. And the elders came together and they decided to round every families of uh, Thomas Baker from all over the world. They all came to Fiji in 2003. Hallelujah. With the help of the Prime Minister, Prime Minister of Fiji, with the help of the government, they did this forgiveness celebration. And they blew up balloons. They tied the balloons and they cut it off to take the curse away from these people. Look, from 2003 to this day I'm speaking now, there were blessings. The water is full of fish and the land is fruitful. You know what they said? That the fruit came out of the trunk. The fruits came out of the trunk. Hallelujah. The curse was lifted. Thomas Baker died in Fiji. But this word lives on. I am a product of it. I stand today. There is nothing powerful than this word that I held in my hand. It can change. For I am not the same as the gospel of Christ because it is salvation. Hallelujah. This is life. I do not know what you're going through right now. Hallelujah. Jesus will be your answer. Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. Praise. Hallelujah. There was a revival back in Fiji. I think uh, Pastor Brother Austin uh, Otis, he was the one that recorded and make a tape out of it. That was it. When the curse was lifted out of Fiji. And I remember my grandfather on my island of Totoya in Fiji, a beautiful island, a horseshoe-shaped island somewhere in the ocean. 
Hallelujah. My great, great, great grandfather was a chief. He was standing there. One of his priests was burning fire. Burning fire, looking for spirit to talk to him so that the priest can take the, a message to my, to my great, great grandfather. I mean, a message from the spirit, spirit world. Praise the Lord. As with, they were, they were preparing and they were burning fires and trying to get messages from other spirits. And my great grandfather was sitting waiting for his priest to come in with a message. And then they knocked on the door and came to my, my, my grandfather and said, there is a message, but it's a different message. There is a message, but it will be a different message from other messages. Hallelujah. And they told him, Today, there is a visiting, there is a, a group visiting this island. See, this is what, this is what the other spirit knew. The devil knew God. Amen. And they spoke to the, to the, to the, to the priest and the priest came to my grandfather and told him, there, there is a group coming to this island. They have a greater power than the power that we're looking for. The power that they bring is more greater. Let's go down to the beach and meet them. And then my grandfather gathered all his priests and they walked down to the, to, to the beach side, to the coast. When they stand there, they stood there, they saw a boat coming. Missionaries. Hallelujah. Yeah. There were four or five missionaries coming towards my island. That day, my great-grandfather gave the whole island... He gave the whole people, he gave everything to God. He accepted God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. On our text this morning, Israel's spirit was spiritual, was declining. Hallelujah. Israel declining. Eli, the high priest, he ruled, he judged for 40 years. In a black sickness, a black sleeping state. His sons, his two sons, were committing acts of adultery, acts of uh, immorality in the gateway of the tabernacle. Hallelujah. He was sitting one day, and the Philistine smit Israel. And then a little boy, a little soldier, ran away from the field to bring three messages to Three messages to Eli. The first one he said, Israel has smitten by the Philistine. The second message was, your two sons died. The third one is, the ark of God has been taken. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when Eli heard the message, he trembles. Eli trembles. He was 98 years old. His eyes were dimmed. And he heard the message that Israel lost 30,000 foot soldiers. 30,000 foot soldiers smitten by the Philistines. Secondly, his two sons died. And thirdly, the ark of God was taken by the Philistine. He said, the Bible says that when Eli heard it, he fell backward and broke his neck and died. Then at the same time, her daughter-in-law was pregnant. When she heard that her father-in-law has died and, his, and her husband died with his brother, he said he knelt down. The pain came upon her and he gave birth to a son and he named him Ichabod for the glory he's departed from Israel. There is no greater Horrible news. No greater terrible news that we can hear that CNN, Fox News Media will carry here in the United States 
to say that the glory has left this nation. There is no horrible news more than that. Hallelujah. As a military man, I've studied military from all other countries. I studied Russia. I studied China. I know their strength. But to me, no one can invade this country. Hallelujah. That is why I have America in my heart. This is a strong and a great country indeed. It cannot be, it cannot be, it cannot go down by invasion. Hallelujah. But America, I know, will only go down if the glory is taken out of this nation. If the glory of God is taken out of this nation. And now, as I stand here tonight, this morning, I want you, I want to encourage every one of you. Keep God in your family. Keep God in your life. In this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is our defense. God is our shield. Hallelujah. This nation will amount to nothing if God leaves this country. This country is different from other countries. Hallelujah. This country was one of those countries that was founded by the word of God. For me, for Fiji, it was different. My ancestor gave Fiji to God. But this nation was founded. The foundation of this country is God. That is the difference. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good. You may ask, John, what do I have to do to keep the glory? Hallelujah. I have a slide of a temple. A temple of old. Temple given to Moses. Hallelujah. The story is in Exodus 25, 40. Exodus 40, 35. This is the pattern that was given to Moses when you build the temple. Build in accordance with the instruction and everything that I gave to you. No, no, no. No extra. No less. Amen. According to the pattern that was given to God. See, I left there when the pattern is always right. The glory will fall. Amen. When the pattern is right, the glory will always fall. The next one, hallelujah. When Jesus came in Calvary, this is the most uh, wonderful thing that I've seen in this. Jesus came. He renovated the temple. He did renovation. He didn't renovate other parts. He only renovated the holies of holies. He took the petition out. And opened the holy place to the holies of holies. When you enter in the holies of holies now. You are king and priests of God. Hallelujah. We are king and priests. And this morning I tell you. When Jesus spoke to his disciples. He said. All power is given to me. Go we therefore. Hallelujah. You haven't seen power. I tell you right now, if you go there and visit a place, visit a house, or visit a friend, the power, you see God's power working. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 1988, I was in the I was sharing to soldiers. And that morning, Saturday morning, I remember that I, that I baptized 40 soldiers wow. in the swimming pool. 40. They were lining up. And I have my, my, my brothers, about five of them, with a guitar and they were singing. <laughs> Amen. Millions have come. There is always room for one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Millions have come. Always. Yeah. The Saturday was the news. Just burned like fire, you know, fire in the whole camp. Everybody knew. John baptized 40. Monday come. I was praising God. 
My chest was up high. <laughs> and then Monday came. I was called to my commander's office. I came in there and I saw the chaplain and the, my commander. He said, what did you do on Saturday? The chaplain is here, he's complaining about you baptizing his soldiers. <laughs> I said, sir, I know, I, 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 it's not me. They wanted me to baptize them because they knew the truth now. They read the Bible and it said, go, give your life and be baptized. And I baptized them. And I told them, this is a difference. All the regulations that we are writing, all the rules of camp, is no more. It doesn't matter to them now. Amen. They'll follow even if we don't tell them. Praise the Lord. They changed their life. They changed 40. And the commander turned to me and said, John, I thank you. I have changed soldiers from drinking, from smoking, from everything. Hallelujah. They left everything. They went back home to Fiji. They flew after one year of mission. Change. Hallelujah. Most of them right now are pastors of every church in Fiji. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the pattern is right, the glory will always fall. Hallelujah. He changed. He opened the petition. But he left the door. I was listening to many people last week. Faith people. I was listening to opera. And he was talking about many ways to Jesus. To, to God. Hallelujah. I looked back at the temple and I said, no, he didn't renovate the door. He renovated the holies of holies in the holy place. He left the door alone. Ladies and gentlemen, there is only one way to God. The door stays. Jesus Christ is the door. Amen. If you go out there and somebody asks you, tell them the door was renovated, was didn't renovate it by Jesus. He didn't renovate the door. He left the door. He left the brazen altar. The brazen lever was left alone. That is the pattern that one should follow before you enter into service and into your God. Hallelujah. The holy place was only a space for eight people. Before eight people, no more. Hallelujah. Now, millions can go there. Hallelujah. We are called by God. You are called by God. And I encourage you this morning, wherever you are, please take a step forward. Share about Jesus. You'll see what God can do. I didn't know. Matthew 16, uh, Mark 16. They said, these are the signs that will follow those who believe. I didn't know the, 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 um, the truth of that word until I left. And I went. I took that step. All gifts were with me. When I sit down, the gifts sit around with me. When I, when, I, when I stretch my hand, the gifts go forward. Amen. And then the next one. This is what's happening. Hallelujah. Give different the outer court, the holy place, and the holy vault. There are different lights. Different lights. Many people, we come to the outer court, we stay there until we die. In the sunlight. In the outer court, sunlight. The light that you get there is only sunlight. Most people stay there. They come to church and go back. Sunlight. Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. They don't give themselves to work, to service. They just came in, were, hear the word of God and then go back. Come back the next Sunday. Same thing. Sunlight Christian. Hallelujah, I prayer that you'll move forward to the next light. Amen. And then holy place, candlelight for service. Hallelujah. You are called to go. Yeah. Hallelujah. Listen, we are called to go. We are saved to go out and save others. That is our obligation. That is what God called you to do. I do not know next week 
Your neighbor will be in a trouble. Your, your neighbor will be, will be in trouble. Amen. Something is in his house. God might be telling you, go. The first day that God spoke to me in Sinai in my room, 11.30 in the night, I was ironing my clothes. And he said, Live, put your iron down, go to the hospital. 11.30 in the night. And I said, what? <laughs> I, I heard the voice in my head. And then I kept on ironing. And then again came, leave the iron, go to the hospital. And then I leave the iron off it and I took my jacket and I walked to the hospital. I came there, there was a US medic sitting there, duty. I asked him, is there any feet in here? And he said, yes. I went in and I knocked on the door. And he said, sir, come in. He knew. I was, I was not, I didn't plan, I didn't talk, but he called me from inside. I opened the door and he said, I was just thinking of you. I said, I was ironing my clothes and God told me to come and see you. And I see him, I saw him lying down with a big swollen. He was, tomorrow, the next morning he was supposed to go to, to Israel for surgery. Then I said the word of God. I said, do you believe in God? And he said, yes, I will pray. God will heal you. I, I lay my hands on him and I went back. That night, the morning, I didn't, I, was, I planned to go and visit him in the morning, but I, I didn't. I went out at three o'clock in, in the evening. I came back and I, I went to see him. I decided, oh, I'll go to the gym. After the gym, then I'll go and visit him. So I went to the gym. I came into the gym, you know what? He was dribbling. I saw this guy dribbling the ball, running towards the, 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 the basketball, bas basketball court. And I said, he saw me and he ran to me and he said, what happened? He said, oh, John, after you left that night, five o'clock, I woke up sweating. I look at myself, my head was light and I look at the mirror, there was no swelling. The doctor came seven o'clock and discharged me from the hospital. God can do great things. Only if you go. Listen, only if you go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The divine light. That is when, when you reach there, your secret place. Listen, that is when the glory comes onto you. Hallelujah. The glory rests on your soldier. Hallelujah. The next one, the next slide. Hallelujah. God's presence demands your quality of service. He doesn't want quantity. He wants quality. Quality. How's your walk with God today? Hallelujah. Ezekiah at his deathbed. He turned to the wall and said, Lord, remember how I have walked before you. God remembered. He was walking uprightly. And this morning, how is your work? We walk with God. Hallelujah. God's presence demand your quality of kabod, meaning the weighty presence. Look, the ark of God, everything, the ark is made of wood and gold-plated. Fake, gold-plated, amen. Only the mercy seat is made by pure gold. This is why. Because the presence of God is very, very heavy. Even the brass cannot hold it. It'll melt. The wood will burn up. Then the presence of God, when the presence comes down, it comes down to the mercy seat on the gold. The gold is the strongest metal that we can have. God has made you, change you. Hallelujah. You are a gold. That is why when you step uprightly on God, see, the glory of God will come and set on your shoulder. Upright life, holy life, clean life. Amen. That is the only, the only thing that can hold the God's presence in your life. If not, He can burn you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no fake here. Because the glory of God, if it comes, it'll burn you or it'll sit on you. Amen. Kabod, meaning the weighty presence. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. 
the mercy seat. Amen. It sits above everything that God has done to the Israelites. It sits above the, the manna. It sits above, amen, Aaron's uh, rod. It sits above the Ten Commandments. Mercy. Mercy. Amen. In everything, in above everything that you do. Love must be above everything that we do. Jesus was asked this question. What is the greatest commandment? He turned and said, because the Israelites know, ten commandments were given. They made it to 613 or 14 laws that they follow. Praise the Lord. But Jesus said, there were only two great commandments. He changed everything. He said, love God with all your soul, your might, and everything that you have. God must come first in your life. The second commandment is this. Love the one that is sitting beside you. There are two commandments. Hallelujah. You cannot do this work if you do not love. First Corinthians 12, it speaks of work. First Corinthians 14, it speaks of work. I call it a sandwich, a Bible, a Bible sandwich. In between the bread, the 12 and the 14, there is the meat, which is love. Amen. You have hope. You have faith. Hallelujah. But these three, love, hallelujah, is the greatest. Amen. And you cannot serve God. How can you serve somebody that you don't love? How? Oh, hallelujah. Woo. David, his last word to his son. Lying down in his deathbed, he said, I'm about to be poor. I'm about to die. Solomon, my son, I tell you this be strong, be a man. Listen, be strong and be a man. America needs today, America needs men. There was a pastor, a friend of mine, who stood up in Fiji. He was waiting for, for a boat to take him to a village, a small uh, engine boat. And then he was, he was standing with his uh, assistant, a young guy, holding his bag. And then all of a sudden, the first boat came. Zoom! Past them. His boy looked to the pastor and said, Pastor, that boat is a man boat. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> And then there was a woman who saw the pastor go to that village and, he, was, and he, he ran to his house to get something, you know, to give to the pastor so that he can, food, packed up some food and give it to the pastor so that he can take it with him. He, she came with uh, mud all over her feet, her hands. He brought crabs. He went out and looked for crabs. He bought a dozen of crabs to give the pastor, to take to the village. He gave it to the pastor after she left. His assistant looked at the pastor and said, Pastor, then he said, that is a man-woman. <laughs> Hallelujah! We need men. And as I was preparing this message, I can hear Goliath's voice. Not calling for soldiers. He was not calling for soldiers. He was calling, send me a man. Send me a man out of Israel. And today, this country, we need men Christians. Men, women of God. Men, men of God. To take this. Evil is rising in our midst. We have to fight this fight. We have to man up, to stand up. Amen. I walked into my workplace. I walked into my mechanics. And I talked to them about Jesus. I didn't know there was one of them who, just, who was in prison for four years. He gave his life from prison. He was doing mission. From last week, the other week, we prayed. Amen. 
When I came back and I parked my truck and I parked my truck and then he will be there looking, calling me, John, and we will pray before him. I go home. Hallelujah. Amen. Mission. It is time to go. Yes. America needs Jesus. Yes. America needs Jesus in our time. Yes. Praise the Lord. Do not be afraid. David told Solomon, be a man, be strong. Yeah, be strong. Don't go live weight. Be strong. And be a man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be a man. That is it. That is how you, we and I, can go out. Amen. To deal with the stuff that is rising in our midst. And in conclusion... The glory of God. Remember this. In Isaiah 4, 5. The Bible said. Hallelujah. I will read to you. Isaiah 4, 5. The Bible says this. Then the Lord will create over whole area of Mount Zion. And over her assemblies. Over her assemblies. Praise the Lord. A cloud by day and even smoke and even smoke and the brightness of flaming, flaming fire by night. For all over the glory, there will be a defense. In other translations, that there will be a canopy. Praise the Lord. He said, all over the glory, there will be always a defense. Amen. This is why we don't fear. This is why, hallelujah, we go out. Because God said, all power is given to me. Hallelujah, we go with the power of Jesus. Amen. And he said this, let me tell you this, when you gave your life to Jesus, hallelujah, when you took that step, you and your family, hallelujah, the glory of God is upon you. There is the glory upon you. When you live here, the glory goes with you. When you go home, the glory goes with you. Hallelujah. Remember this. Upon that glory that is upon you. Upon that glory. Upon the glory that is in pastor right now. There is a glory here. There is a glory here. Upon this glory. There is always a defense. Listen. When the glory goes, the defense, the canopy moves also. Hallelujah. And I say to you today, keep the glory of God. Hallelujah. Keep the glory of God. If the glory leaves, the defense leaves too. Israel. Hallelujah. Israel. The ark was taken. Ichabod. I think the saddest story that we will hear or see in our country today. If that word read in the puddles of this country, Ichabod, that the glory is departed America. Hallelujah. If the glory has departed your family, if the glory has departed this church, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give a big hand to the Lord tonight. <laughs> hallelujah. And I know... And I believe tonight that all of us, corporately, will have the glory of God stays in this house. We'll have the glory of the Lord stay with your family. Because when the glory leaves, the defense leaves, you are vulnerable. Praise the Lord. Keep the glory of God. Israel, that lady named his son Ichabod because the glory is departed Israel. And I believe, and it is my prayer tonight, that the glory will be here and stay. Amen. Hallelujah. The glory will stay. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Yes. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for your word. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, I pray, O oh Lord, that your, that your glory, O oh God, that your glory will stay in us, O oh God, will stay upon us, O oh God. I pray for your people today. Father, I pray, O oh God, that you will touch every heart, O oh God. Send every person out there with a message of power, message of life, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I give you praise and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Any man. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hold on, hold on, Pastor. Just stay right here. Can we stand to our feet? Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, verse 11, he says, For I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift to you, that you may be established. And I love the message this morning, a message of mission. The gospel starts with go. The gospel starts with go. And I believe there's an impartation this morning of the fire of evangelism. And if it's in your heart, you say, Lord, I want that fire. And see, I was, I was down here going, I want that fire. But the Lord said, there can be no fire without a sacrifice. There can be no fire without a sacrifice. A living sacrifice upon which he can bring his fire. And that just means a willingness to be that. To lay down our lives for his kingdom, for his glory to fall and rest upon us. If that's you this morning, if you're like Isaiah standing in God's presence and you say, here I am, send me. No conditions. Sometimes we set limits. We say, God, I'll go here, I'll go there, I'll, go, I'll do this or that. But God's just saying, will you just obey? Will you just go? If that's in your heart this morning, I want you to come up here and we're just going to pray corporately over you. Father, we're praying for the fire of your Holy Spirit right now. Come on, there's more, there's more, there's more. Come on, don't, don't leave this place. There's such an impartation. There's such an impartation. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your glory. Father, we thank you for your fire this morning. Just lift your hands, everyone up here. Just lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to ask Pastor John to pray a prayer of impartation right now over each and every one of you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, I'm putting the spirit of evangelism in everyone, oh God, that's standing here, oh God, this morning. Father, I'm putting the spirit of evangelism, oh God, I pray for fire. Fire in every heart, oh God. Fire in every soul, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, wherever they are, oh God, I pray for fire. Father, I pray, oh God, that your rain will fall upon them, oh God. Miracles will happen. Father, as they touch people, Father, as they visit those places, oh God, I pray. Father, that the power of the Holy Spirit, oh God, will take control in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak against fear right now in Jesus' name. Father, let them go with the power that you have set them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you have blessed them, O oh God, that you have given power, power unto them, O oh God. I, Father, I speak power, I speak fire, I speak greatness, O oh God, in their life right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just begin to pray in the spirit right now. Each and every one of you. Kindle afresh. Stoke the flames, Lord. 
Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Make us fishers of men, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. These signs shall follow those who believe, Lord, as they go, as they go, as they go. Father, we thank you for signs and wonders. Lord, miracles. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Can we give the Lord a praise and a shout in this house? Amen. The scripture comes to mind. You shall go forth with joy. Come on. You shall go forth with joy. And I just let them go this morning, church, knowing the glory of the Lord. Christ in you, the hope of glory dwells in you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are that light of the world. I love that. Candlelight. Come on. And divine light. Amen. Let's walk in that church. You can, you're blessed as you go this morning. We pr- praise the Lord. If you need any prayer for sickness or anything else, man, we're up here to pray for you. We love you, church. Come and join us tonight as we pray together and pray over youth camp and everything that's going on.